Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report. Damien Fleming, Bradley Hodge as always. Hodgie, what a captivating day yesterday was at the SCG. When you think Test Match Cricket can't get any better, we had a whole day of just grey skies, <laughs> drizzle. And I'd imagine when the Indians were visualising you know, winning the series you know, that night to rays of sunshine to 20,000 Indian fans, they celebrated in drizzle. And grey skies. Well, it wasn't what they wanted, was it? But they got the result they were always going to get. I don't think they'd really mind, but I just... Yeah, that wasn't ideal. And I did see a stat actually on uh, somewhere. It was either social media or on Cricket 7 where it said 20 days had actually been washed out in Sydney. Compared to Melbourne, which was nine, I think, or six. Yeah, nine. They bag us in Melbourne all the time. Hobart's lost one day. Yeah, who would have thought that? One day of match cricket. Smaller margin. Hey, mate, so since we last caught up, you, you've been on the, the BBL train. Yeah, How I've been... How have you been finding the commentary? Well, I've been working hard. I actually, uh, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. Um, the competition itself uh, is just looks like it's going in the right direction yep. and lifting to on a new incline. level. Yeah, there was a few things, a few reasons. There was some wickets which weren't up to standard and, and playing a few different venues. but And the batting seemed to be a bit short of the mark, which is similar to... The test matches for Australia, but all in all, it's fun. It's good. It's great competition, yeah. and I love it. And I really enjoy, you know, so far working with different people who have got different opinions and views. It's been great. So, well, give us a real insight. I mean, most people would think that that Phil Tufnell is the quintessential English commentator. He's articulate. Um, he's a very serious person. Um, but have you found it a little bit different commentating with him? I found that he's probably if if you've got the Queen and you've probably got the Joker, he's more the Joker than the Queen. So he was certainly funny. I he was he was like a cat on a hot tin roof the first game. That's what they that, call him, the that, cat. He is the cat, and he he did explain to us how, like a cat, he often pissed in the next door neighbor's flower garden. Yeah. So yeah. that was good to hear Good-less on national for the TV. Kids watching that. <laughs> So that was pretty funny. Um, I, I think my experience was like quite amazing. The start, uh, most people wouldn't have known, but I was working with yourself and James Brayshaw, yeah. and my my microphone didn't work for the first first two overs of the game, and it was my first ever game on TV. And I'm sitting there going, what's going on? What's going on? And you and JB are looking at me going, what is this idiot doing? And we knew enough not to throw to you, though, because we couldn't, we knew, we can't ask Hodge a question because then people are going, gee, he's a bit shy, this Hodge. Yeah. But a terrific debut by yourself, particularly on the motorbike. Oh, how good was I? People are still asking, 
you know, could you turn pro? Yeah, well, I've sort of looked into that area, you know. Um, it's, it's, I mean, people say, how do you do it? And I just say, well, I've got plenty of off time, you know. Exactly. So I go and ride motorbikes and do a few jumps left, right and centre. And, you know, maybe next year, who knows, we can look for something a little bit different. I can do a triple flip next time if it needs be. So I think Jonesy, the producer, executive producer of our, our Channel 7. has seen what yeah. you can provide. Yep. And let's just go the next level. Mm, correct. Hey, well, we need to talk about, obviously, about the Test Series India um, historic series win for them. Uh, they've been coming to Australia for 70 years. They've never beaten Australia at home. Uh, 2-1, which would have been pretty close to 3-1, I think, if we got yeah. sunlight and conditions there but it, it was just a tick to um you know a, a really good quality squad particularly the bowling i think they'll say that's the best bowling um depth that india brought to australia but Coley's drive as captain leader batting um pajara the precision just the batsmanship of it uh and and the bowlers probably left by, by boomer but um what are your sort of um first thoughts in reviewing that series Probably from India's perspective first. Well, I think the bowling units were both outstanding, really. And, and, you know, I think the Aussie unit, which you'd know, probably come under a little bit of criticism. But on the back of that, you need rest as a, yeah. as a, as a pace bowling battery. And unfortunately, a batsman couldn't bat for a full day. No. So when you're back in the field as a bowler, bowling again, it's really hard to be successful. And I think that's where India got over us a little bit. But, yeah, the difference, a lot of people have said that the difference was Pujara, you know, the new wall, the new rail driver of India. And, um, yeah, he just wore us down. Not often, not always exciting to watch. No. But that's his method and it paid dividends for, you know, guys like Rishabh Pant and that later on, Virat Kohli, to be able to score freely and do their job. I particularly liked, you know, in the first couple of matches, the Nathan Lyon challenge. You know, where, first Pajara? Yeah, first Pajara. Oh, I it was outstanding. You know, we're coming up with different styles where players use their pads and even in this DRS technology, still to be able to use the pad and do it successfully. Um, you know, really did he get hit through the offside. Uh, and it's funny because it turned and bounced more in the first two games in, in Perth and Adelaide Definitely. than it did in Melbourne and Sydney. Yep. And it looked like he was a completely different bowler in those two tests. So a couple of things on that. You know, the pitches, after day one in Adelaide and Perth, because they were quite grassy, the, the footmarks hadn't really dug into the turf, but they got rid of the grass. Uh, so the, so Nathan had something to bowl in on day one yep. in, at both venues. Um but it, the MCG, it was funny, um, Ishant Sharma and Mitchell Stark, they didn't rough up the MCG pitch, but our right-handers mm. did. Yeah. So Jadeja had footmarks to bowl into, to our, and we had a heap of lefties. Amazing. It was the same in Sydney. Like If we'd had more right-hand batsmen, um, Jadeja couldn't have hit those footmarks and been such a big factor. Um, and I suppose if... Um, you know, for, for whatever reason, I don't know if Mitchell Stark changed his spikes, that, but, you know, <laughs> if, the, if he had to been able to rip it up a bit. And that's why we sort of questioned that the quicks were a little bit predictable by the Australians, that, that maybe they should have come around a bit wicked a bit more, particularly in Sydney, just to give Nathan Lyon some rough to bowl into. Well, I mean, I guess that's why left arm orthodox spinners have been traditionally more exciting over in Australia. One, they challenge the stumps as a right-hander, but also that footmark is what you're talking about. 
it's there. Yeah, I guess only you know, Graham Swan was quite effective when he came out to Australia for a bit, but he was he was a bit well, like really, Nathan he was only a couple of spells. Yeah, that's he, it. He, he averaged well over fifty a wicket. And it's interesting because the left hand to a left hand of bat, you feel that as a left hand of bat, you're in control. Well, the ball's spinning in, but it it wasn't the way. I, I thought we lacked aggression actually towards the left arm orthodox for our left handed batters. Rarely did we take him over mid on or mid wicket. It's a free hit, and then you get those bat pads out of the game. So you got a lot of outside edges, yeah. To, you know, playing for spin, you know, which you know, was oh, disappointing. That was, I, so I, I saw that, that that one from yesterday or two days ago from Sean Marsh was criminal. How you nicked that? It's got me absolutely stuffed. I mean, we'll talk about Marsh in a minute, but Sean, like that innings was a classic. Sean Marsh was those two beautiful cover drives. They were as beautifully hit as two balls have been mm. hit in Test match cricket. Like, yeah, it, classy cover drives. Yeah. But in the same half an hour, he hits the outside edge to a left arm orthodox. Who, unless he really hits the footmarks big yeah. time, it doesn't turn in at all. Yeah, well, I mean, I I just was watching Juddu and I've seen him because I, I I coached him at uh, Gujarat Lions. The rock star, yeah, and uh, I I'm just not sure how he should get you out in four day cricket. I mean, as good as he is, consistently as he is, but on Australian conditions, really, do you turn the ball? So he'd be um, like a slow medium bowler, really. If you treated him like that, a straight yeah, one, yeah, I, I think you'd, you'd be more effective, wouldn't you? Well, you saw Kuldeep Yadav as a completely different bowler, Ooh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of spurt, uh, there's a lot of overspin, there's a lot of, a lot of turns, Slower. there's a wrong end, it's yeah. above the eye line, so it's completely different. That that's that's the markings of a genuine spinner. Uh, Jadu is an outstanding. He, he plays on a wicket in Sarastra, which is pretty much a dust bowl. Oh yeah. So if you do just chuck it on a length consistently, it's going to bite every now and then, so, and scoring becomes very difficult. But you know, on Australian wickets, MCG and, and SCG in particular, it didn't spin at all. He did the job. So that's frustrating for our batting group. Also, the tactics, our inability to um, pose more questions to say Jadeja taking him on. Yeah. Miank Agarwal comes into the series halfway, and the first thing you know straight away, he takes on Nathan Lyon. He actually hits him back over his head. Yeah. He's the first Indian batsman to do that. So, one, he's getting runs, all of a sudden long on's back, so that's a change mm. of field. But I reckon that helped his teammates as well. Well, it was just a great uh, – just an attitude of a young kid coming in and playing with ability, not thinking that he's played Nathan Lyon ever before. I mean, Nathan had a great series in India – so you'd think that there will be a few mental demons from the playing group, you know, but he just came in and absolutely dominated and looked aggressive, changed the way Nathan Lyon had the bowl. Yeah. And, and as you said, other people ran off the back of that as well. But I, I actually like the way that the Ajinkya Rahane, before Mayan Gagawal, tried to be aggressive to um, Nathan Lyon. Not, not so much the aerial route, but I thought he was good on his feet. Um, he's busy. He's Rohit Sharma tried the aggressive mode and got caught trying to slog one after a six. But Mayank Agarwal just played straight down the ground as well. Um, hit him straight. Uh, even hit it. Out of all the cover drives I like, though, um, you know, in that Perth 100 from Coley, I just loved how he'd come down and he wouldn't be to the pitch of the ball, but all he'd do is just open up, up his hands and his face yeah. and hit it through four, you know, against the spin. Oh, it's amazing. Now, that was really unique. Um, and also, uh, Rishabh Pant 
you know, 21 years of age, mm. if you'd seen him batting that, we'd heard that he was allergic to a leave or a block. You know, <laughs> that's the way he plays. Yeah. Um, he, he was all over the shop in Adelaide, just yeah. swinging hard and all that. But what I love, he, he just got better and better. And it's almost like he, he worked out that, hey, I have got a pretty good defence when mm. I need to. Um, I don't need to slog. I'm a natural stroke player. I'll score quick if I'm there over 100 balls. Um, at 21 years of age, he has to, he has to improve his keeping to be a consistently, uh, and particularly over in India where spinners are going to be a lot and, and different bounce. But at 21 years of age, if his keeping keeps improving, they've got to keep it for the next 10 years in all three forms. Yeah, well, he seems to be really good up to the stumps um, and made a few errors back, which is surprising for a keeper. Yeah. I mean, the one he dropped off, uh, Usman Khawaja there in the, in the second last day, yeah, I mean, after making 160, is is you can argue he was a bit tired, but really to sitter, um, that's where he needs to work. But if you make 160 every time you bat, what what I think may have happened in the dressing room around Rishabh Pant is he's got some great experience there to be able to encourage the kid. Virat Kohli, Pujara showed the recipe about how to play in Australia and just be patient. Um, and, uh, and you know, those sort of guys may have been a good learning curve for Rishabh Pant. And uh, on the flip side of that, it was almost like our guys really didn't have a game plan or couldn't adjust to the conditions. Uh, game plan's the important mm, thing there, I reckon, because yeah. once you've got a plan, you actually have some confidence that you will have some success. If you don't have a, a game plan, even if it's not always 100% foolproof, at least you're actually building towards something. Uh, and it well, look like our games changed. Look like our players' game change. Uh, game sense changed during the series. Like we had Finch, who tried to be defensive in the first game, then went to aggression. We had Kawaja, who was defensive in the first couple, then went yep. aggressive. To me, that just says confusion about not knowing what your, what your game sense is or game plan through the series. Rishabh Punt does a bit of babysitting too. <laughs> it was amazing, was Great wasn't banter it? between him oh, and Payne throughout the series. There was some great banter about the whole series, and that's what was really pleasing about how you know, there's two, two sides out there wanting to win for their country, and that's what you do as yep. professional sportsmen. You don't sit there and hand on a platter a victory to a touring nation. Yeah, you want to, you want to see, luck. yeah, good luck, buddy. Enjoy your summer and hope you hope get you to get Bondi Beach and yeah. you get, yeah, oh, you want to see some fight. You want to see some and aggression. Witty banter though. I, li- I liked it. You know, it was creating doubts. Yeah. Nothing too personal. I'll know, tell you what you would have like liked this. throughout the series, Flem, was seeing a couple of lids, a few Falcons during the tournament. It was great. Mate, there was more. I haven't seen that many helmets hit since the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> you know that movie? Like, they're getting hit. Yes. I, I have never <laughs> seen so many helmets hit. Like, I remember the great West Indies teams used yeah. to, you know, it was a bouncer barrage against AB and Kim Hughes. And well, they never Chapel. used to wear helmets, did they? Well, they started to wear them, but I don't mm. remember them getting hit. I, I think the technique, you know, particularly Marcus Harris, I mean, um, he, he needed to spray um, bouncer repellent when <laughs> Boomer was bowling to him. Yeah. But he, he, he is going to have to improve that technique. It, it's pure ducking. His head goes towards the ball and his eyes go off the ball. Well, if you do that, you're going to get hurt, aren't you? Somewhere along the line. So as a top order player, that, I mean, look, we have to explain to our listeners that that's also the step up from Sheffield yeah. Shield cricket to test match cricket. And that's why it's the best. You don't, you face Boomer here. The next series, you'll go to South Africa and you'll face Rabada. You'll face Stain. Then you'll go over face Broad and Anderson. Yeah. 
it's tough. And that's the reason why it's tough as a test cricket. You have to be the best and only the best survive. So there's no doubt he'll survive. He'll, he'll, the good thing is he only got out to it once and that was hooking in Perth where he decided to take it on. Um, uh, MCG. Oh, MCG. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So look, the one thing, you don't want to be tested upstairs too consistently because you know that you're going to get peppered as a batsman. Yeah. You just want it nice and full and see if they can nick you off. So, But that's part of the batsmanship that I've been talking about too is, you know, I think, um, you know, Harrison Head, I, I think their, uh, their stroke play is good enough for test match level, but stroke play is only one component, isn't it, of, of, of making it the art of batting. Yeah. And it's almost, you know, what you do when you're not playing the strokes. Mm. Um is equally as important. Um, and also just that, yeah, that, that they've got danger zones, haven't they? Like from 20 to 60, 70. Extreme, extreme um, danger zones. Whereas Pajara goes, you know, he gets to 100 and goes, yeah, I wouldn't mind a double 100 here. Yeah. Um, so you hope that, you know, Harrison Head have learned a lot through the series. Well, that's the benchmark. Uh, I was talking to Alan Border out the back of, uh, out the back in the media box. Yeah, I, think it was at the, I think it was at the him. MCG. Well, I did sledge him once, and after that he became a mate. Yeah, it was amazing. Just testing it. Well, yeah, we, he was we testing me. No, we no. haven't. We'll save it for another day. But, okay. But we were talking up about... Um, so AB was, you know, he was a selector at that stage, and he took me to a, a tour. He was a coach to LA. We went on oh, It was a really oh, shitty tour, this. actually. Oh, we're, we're in Pakistan or something, <laughs> the Australian team. Yeah. And Australia A gets to Yeah, it was LA. a real disappointing selection. Oh. It was a real shit venue. I've never seen Damien Martin so excited, actually. So the wickets were disgusting, but no. we had a cracking time. He was too cool for school, <laughs> Damien Martin. He would have just loved just hanging out. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. It was great. And I remember I was having a beer with uh, AB at some country and western folk thing. I was, it was Anyway. It was a crap venue, but the company was great with it. What about Uncle Alan? They had that opportunity to talk to Uncle Al. Well, that was the thing. I was. And uh, he sort of said that, Hodgie, you're a good player, but if you don't have expectations of scoring 173 times in a Shield season, you won't get picked for Australia because (sighs) the thing is Martin Love's doing it, Jimmy Marr's doing it, Siddons, Lehman, Blewett, Cadditch, Hussey. You can keep going on and on. And he said that's the benchmark. So... To me, it was pretty clear that that was the selection criteria, that, and, and you either choose to do it or not, or you're good enough to do it or yeah. you're not. So, I don't think we've got that message going on at the selection table at the moment, or to our playing group that that's the benchmark. When you get to forty, make sure you get to 150 because it's too hard. You're going to get good balls. Thing uh, is, too though, Hodgie, they're just words too. Like you have to work it out individually, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Your, your cues when you were getting into 40, 50 to get hungry might be different than a Harris and all that, but you have to work it out, don't you? Well, you've, yeah, you've got to know that when you're vulnerable. So there are periods in any, you can be playing for Mackie Career Club and, and you're on 60 and you've got to know why you're, you're vulnerable in 60. Well, because you've just gone through a milestone, you want to race to 100. You think you'll whack a couple. Going yeah, and, and you'll yep. try and you'll try and jump to 75 as quick as possible, and you'll take on a few shots which you shouldn't. So risk versus reward. I'm not sure we we know that about our group at the moment, or they know where they're vulnerable. I, I think there was a um, significant um, shift in the series when Australia won, got it to one all. We went to Melbourne. And there was a lot of um, criticism about how slow Pajara and um, 
and Coley batted on day one, and even some of it come out of the Australian dressing rooms. Yeah. And in hindsight, that come back to bite them big time, didn't it? That they they won within four days. And I just think <laughs> it's amazing. You know, it's something from Graham Hick going, yeah, we'll, we'll we try and get to that mark quicker than what they got. Yeah. As in India, and just thinking, well, well, we. We could have been sent into bat again. Like there is something in that. <laughs> it is five days. Yeah, and and particularly not so much for Pajara because that's the way he goes about it. But when Virat Kohli's strike rate's thirty five, yeah, you know there's something. One, the bowling's really good, or or the pitch is really slow. But even King Kohli, number one in the world, he knew he had to had to go in first gear for for a while. He did. But just because of their circumstances. Absolutely. And I think that's great management. I think they've come to Australia knowing that it's going to be hard and we're not going to win within three days or four days like it's, it can happen in India. It's going to take all five days for us to win and it's going to be tough and it's going to be a grind. And I think their game plan's been exceptional, you know, against the, one of the best attacks in world cricket. To grind them into the dirt consistently. Down. Oh, it, it's amazing. It's just like. And I don't think. Do you reckon the quicks actually recovered after um, the batting collapse in Melbourne and then getting sent out to bowl again? No, no not even, at all. Even though there was a couple of days off. <laughs> not at all. They looked tired in Sydney. Yeah, they were gone. Uh, and it, it was. They've, they've just put, put to the sword consistently, back to back. Keep coming, mate. Keep bowling your six balls, and I'm going to keep showing you this this blade for as long as I can. And that's hard. Um, I mean, you've you've played in Pakistan, you've played in India. You know how hard it is when you just don't think you're going to get a wicket. No. What do you do in your mind? Uh, well, you, you start to lose confidence, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Like you just, you know, Pakistan, some of those Indian pitches. But you either um, thrive. To survive, or you, or you wear away, like you're saying, and uh, you know, uh, knew that uh, right arm outswing isn't going to have a big impact no. in India or Pakistan over a prolonged period. So mm. you've got to actually be able to use your pace more, use angles, get your fields right. That's why yeah. I think India got the fields pretty right there. It was frustrating for them, but hey, mate, you sent out your um, team of the series. Yes, all right, I and, did, and woof, it's lit up Twitter. Didn't it? Some positives you're getting. Some criticism. Yeah, let's go through them. Quick chat on them. Mianka Agarwal up the top. Yeah, no problems there. Yeah. Um, number two, you said no one deserves a spot here. No. Well, what about Mark- people well, are saying, "What about Marcus Harris?" Well, that's probably the only not error. That, that's probably the only one which is deserves a spot. Actually, like Marcus you've Harris. Done. You've just stirred emotions. Correct. There, haven't Correct. You? Correct. You are the Twitter king. <laughs> Uh, so there's man. a lot of that. There was a lot of how can you leave out Marcus Harris and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, top score is 70. That's fine. No, Good no, on. you're just saying <laughs> you're sending a standard here and we'll qualify that in a moment. Pajara at three, Coley four. You've slid it in Rahane at five. Yeah. You end up averaging low 30s. Yep. But what, why did you do Well, that? I couldn't see anyone else to fit that role. Yeah. I didn't think Travis Head nailed it. I didn't think Sean Marsh could fit there. But you felt like his runs were quality runs when they were needed? Well, I, I just that, that innings in Adelaide, I think for me, was a real standout and just really took it away from the Australians. And he gets other guys going as well. I think that's what we need to understand. It seems that Pujara and also Coley thrived off his skill sets. So, to me, that was an important part of selection. So, Pant, Jadeja, Lyon, Cummins, you know, Boomer, 
you know, what an outstanding bowler, isn't it? Like he, he just continually, even in Sydney, he might have dropped a couple of Ks, but they were still surprised by mm. him. He hit the bat hard. Um, you know, I loved, you know, Melbourne Test match. He didn't, for a man that's come through T20 cricket, he's got all the skills, obviously, but because there was variation in movement off the Perth and Adelaide pitches, yeah. he didn't mix it up too much, but he gets to Melbourne, it's flat, and he goes a bit T20 style, and he bounces out Harris. Yeah. Slow ball to get Marsh and a Yorker to get Head. I don't think the Australians mixed it up enough in Melbourne and Sydney and, and called on their T20 skills um, because they've got them. But you've got to create some doubt on those flat pitches. And Bullman only created doubt. He, he got wickets. Mate, if he had a bowled 50 more slow balls, he would have got the quick wickets yeah. a lot quicker. It's such a deceptive ball. Um I think, I think that's where... It was only his second one for the series. Yeah. Because he bowled one, and I knew that. You know, I just had this... <laughs> I saw the first one to Kawaja in Perth. It was short and wide. It was no good. Yeah. And he um, didn't do it again for a long time. And then he didn't do it until mm. he got Marsh. And then Muhammad Shami was brilliant. You know, he's run up an action for any kids that want to just watch. Um, you know, He was someone, a surprise for me yeah. how good he was. I didn't think he was going to be that good. I just thought sort of stocky... Medium oh, fastish bowler, you know. I thought in Australian conditions, that's beautiful to face. He was far from. I think beautiful he bounced the ball um, more from his height than any other bowler. So how's that happen? Well, I reckon he um, just talking about his run up. Like his his run up's really good, but all his he looks body- like he's going to trip over every time he's running, or his groins are. <laughs> he might be a little bit, you know, straight legged. <laughs> But 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 all for me, I want forward momentum going toward to where you want the ball mm. and all your body parts there. And if you watch him where his arm path goes, it's all going to be there to release the ball where he wants for that outswinger. But you see someone like Pat Cummins, we'll talk about him a bit, um, you know, looking towards to ashes and that. You know, Paddy is unreal. He's 100% competitor. He's fast. He's hostile. But he doesn't bowl, want to bowl. He doesn't like bowling any fuller than short of a length. You know what I mean? And his his body arm, his uh, you know, his hand goes over his head as he loads yeah. up. Then it goes across his body. Then it has to come out, and he actually bowls past um, twelve o'clock. Really, there okay. uh, with a wobbled seam. So, you know, in English conditions, I, I think Paddy's going to have to do a little bit work on his arm path um, because when I said all body parts going towards the uh, target from Shammy, a few of our bowlers are now making it hard on themselves. I reckon Josh Hazelwood. Just starting to fall away a little bit. You know, that left shoulder, yeah. instead of going towards off stump, it's going to gully. So instead of his wrist and right. fingers being behind the ball to maximise that chamois bounce, he's just coming down the right side of the ball a little bit. Just okay. a fraction, millimetres, means that he's bowling a bit flatter than... Cause he's six so is six. that analysed during the series, Flem? Do you know? I mean, David Saker's there. He's a good bowling know. coach. But do they see that and do I they analyse it? I know they work out run-up speeds. Yeah. So when you're running it, so I like that. But also what I want in this modern technology, I want to know, yeah, but I, so what's happening with Josh is he's spending more time, because he's jumping out a little bit, he's spending more time on his back foot, right? So his front half's ready to bowl, but it can't because he has to wait for his um, back leg to stabilise, yeah. dip, Come back up. So by the time he comes back up and his right side's ready to bowl, his left one's drifting out to gully a little bit. So they, I'm. That's why you're the bowlerologist. Well, that's you're why probably I like wasted to talk on a bit of Channel bowlology. Seven. You're wasted on Seven. 
Well, give me the toys to talk about this. But um, I would think... And is that why he struggled in England so much then, Josh Hazelwood? Did he have this issue? I, could, I think he falls into that. I thought he was yeah. going to be a superstar in England. Yeah. And oh, he was far from it. Well, it's a danger coming in the Ashes because they were, they were disappointing two years ago mm. as a group. Mitchell Stark. Mitchell Johnson, who's no longer there. I'm worried we're going to bowl too short for those conditions and we don't get the seam in a good enough position. If you're not swinging it over in England, you're not, you're not getting 20 wickets. No, you're not. You're no. not getting 20 wickets. So yeah, I'd be hoping. I don't know if David Saker, you know, has the toys, but I'd want to know, um, how much time they're spending on their back foot when they're bowling well as opposed to when they're bowling poorly. Mm. I want to know, um, yeah, the arm path for their front arm when it's at its best. Yeah, that's critical, isn't it? I want all that. Yeah. I want the wrist release. Are his fingers, are they coming down the back of the ball to get heaps? It's like spinning a top. Yeah. You have to get a lot of revolutions on a spinning top for that to stable. Same with bowling, swing bowling. You've got to actually get enough revolutions on the back of the ball to get that stable seam. Um, so would Josh know he's doing that or is that just a case of being tired and your body is fatigued? And yeah, but you got to have – you got to – I want self-coachable bowlers on the field that they had their own cues that they worked through with their bowling coach going, I doesn't feel too good today. What's my checklist? And and for him, my would be um, running at the target, get off my back foot as quick as I can. And I want that strong front arm actually grabbing off stump and pulling it towards me. Yeah, okay. I think those sort of cues could work with Hazelwood and really, that's what I want from a bowling coach. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm the CEO of Simplicity. My, I'm, I'm Josh yeah. Hazelwood. Yeah. I'm the CEO of Josh Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. Um, I need consultants. I don't need to do anything. So consultant is David Saker. Yeah. Sakes, you're a consultant. Make sure I'm at the top of my game. Be watching for these cues. Well, but I'm not sure yeah. it's happening. Well, the CEOs of our batting group need to look at their jobs, if not handing some resignations no, and applying for some new CEOs. Yes. Absolutely. You're in control of your own destiny. Um, definitely. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, so th- if we liken this series to, or the players to seafood, so basically you've got, you've picked the lobsters there. You yeah, yeah. The, the cream de la cream. There's okay. a lot of lobsters. There's some Morton Bay bugs and some and some really tasty prawns. That's the top yeah. 11 players. Yeah. Um, if we if we find a sort of halfway sort of a fish, like a okay. whiting or a battered flake. Oh, you know, whiting, battered ma- flake, yep. Ma- tasty so Harris enough. would be in there because he was borderline in the team. Yep. That that half a pass mark there. Yep. Um, who else is avoiding? And then right at the end, or do you want to just focus on the car? Look, I think uh, you could probably say Usman Khawaja was also in that uh, yep. tasty crumb. We wouldn't have won flake. the Perth Test without that seventy-two. No, so I think I think our expectations of Usman Khawaja were very high this yep. series, and I think still it's a pass mark or it's a nice tasting fish. It's not lobster. It's not Morton Bay bugs. But still good. But we were banking on him. I would have thought four hundred runs at least. For the yeah, we needed him and Sean Marsh as yeah. the two older players. Yeah, they needed to be in Virat Kohli territory with numbers. They okay, weren't there. What about the carp? Yeah, carp, the, 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 dogfish. Not happy with the ugly series. Spanish mackerel. Yeah, I look. I mean, unfortunately, our Victorian friend Finchie has to be there. The Grinch. It was a. It was a. It was a monumental fail on his part. But I don't truly believe it was it was always going to happen yep. i mean i was very vocal on that early that he's a middle order player and he has been in four day cricket for four years and asking him to do something and opening the batting 
it's such a tough challenge. And I think all things have compounded in Australia's batting line because the failure just to pick another opening batter, it made everyone's job difficult. So I, I, I'm not sure how the selectors have come up with if that. If someone will look at the stats in 20 years' time and look at um, Finchie's uh, first-class stats and where he batted, and they go, what, excuse me, what, why did he open the batting? You have no idea. It, no, no, no. They'll look, they'll go. Well, at the moment, he still only averages thirty-one for Victoria yeah. in the middle order. So that's still not even demanding a spot. No, it's in not. the middle order. But um, you know, being such a dominant white ball cricketer means he has played less first-class cricket. And you could make a case that he'll he'll be with a, an older ball. Mm. He's a natural hitter of the ball, and they like the hundreds. He scored a lot at white ball cricket. But people will be perplexed, won't they? They go, "What? Why did he open the batting?" So one, it's I can't see Finchie coming back. No, I can't he, either. He would have to score 1,200 runs in a shield year, and he's not going to get the time because he plays so much white ball cricket. Um, but for me, what does it say? You know the guys like Renshaw and Burns who have made oh. test hundreds yeah. opening? Yeah, well, well, it says well you're where batting, are they? It says you're batting rubbish, or the selectors have been watching you play and don't think you're good enough. But what but. But the thing is, we don't know now. Now, if, say, if Burns had opened against Pakistan and got to the end of the he'd have six tests yeah. to be able to go, you know what, maybe he's not quite there. Mm. Or Renshaw, you know, we're going to the Ashes. Renshaw went to England and he had a really good county season. I think he was batting No, he was outstanding. Three. Yeah, he was on fire. But now, whether it's disappointment, whether he feels like he needs to change his game, he's averaging 19 in shield cricket. Well, the problem we've got is that, and I'm saying this this poor selection has actually affected the whole batting group because we actually had a number three in Usman Kawaja. And he wants to bat three. He doesn't want to open. He doesn't want to open. So now he's found himself back opening, which has wrecked everything that he's looking forward to doing. So we've sort of robbed Peter to pay Paul instead of just getting the right decision Can right Paul at the start. open the batting? He, well, he had to. He got no choice. Yeah, so he's pushed up. Um, I would have thought it would have looked great. Gawaja, Smith, whoever else after that. To me, that, you know, Warner, Kawaja, Smith, there's some, that's some talent. Yeah. So now that Gawaja's gone up, he's vulnerable in that opening slot. I thought he had number three slotted down perfectly. Yep. So, yeah, a bit disappointing. But um, anyway, unfortunately for Finchie, it's a, it's a carp. Yep. Uh, India actually had their own. Um, they tried to make some opening batsmen as well. So, KL Rahul, oh, Carpy. Shocking. Yeah, KL Rahul and Murli Vijay, I yeah. thought, were in particular. That might be it from Murli, I think. Um, yeah, they were complete, absolute dogfish. Uh, unfortunately, they. I, I tipped uh, KL Rahul to be outstanding on this tour. I thought he had the game to dominate. Wasn't he? Wasn't I wrong? I mean, he was yeah, so April, vulnerable outside the off I just stump. said if they're flat, watch out. Yeah. I saw his fifty or fourteen balls in the mm. IPL. He hitting sixes over cover. He's got that much power. Yep. But um, is it sustainable against a quality, um, you know, tack, Australian attack in, in conditions that move a bit? Well, um, not yet. And VJ four years ago batted really well. Um, he looked quite correct. Mm. Um, but he was all at sea. The only other... Well, Indian- such a gutsy call from the selectors to leave him out and put uh, Vahari at the top. It paid dividends for him, actually. But uh, I thought Murali Vijay may have come in, yeah. into f- some form in that Melbourne test. If you're ever going to get runs, it was on that flat wicket in Melbourne to start after winning the And poor the Vahari, he's at best a number six. Well, they've done exactly Isn't what they've he? done to Finch. 
Yeah. They've put him into the hot seat and you failed and now you're dust. You're back behind 15 other cricketers. All right. Who else's cap? Well, I've got the Marsh brothers in there. Yep. As, as pure cap. I'm not even sure. Mitchell actually had a heartbeat in this series, to be honest. Uh, he's, he's more or less a bit of coral on the bottom of the sea with no colour. Um, yep. he was poor. Mitchell, is the vice captain like even the decision to make him vice captain is so bizarre, isn't it? So who's making those decisions, or who's well, accountable for those I mean, decisions? The coach Justin Lajl would have to have a big say, but the selection panel would have a say in that, wouldn't they? All three. Of well, them. it's surely someone. If I don't mind the coach uh, going to the selection panel and going, I think Mitch Marsh should be vice captain, and they just say. That's great, Justin, but that's the most ridiculous decision I think you were going to make. Um, well, and we've got the, these other players which we might suggest. He might go, yeah, good point. Because um, it gets, um, obviously has to go through the board as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It has to be positions. ticked off by the board. So, Now, I think for Mitch, Mitch needs to, um, he's regressed, you know, those couple of hundreds last year. You could see, you know, he, he, he come in for the third test. He looked a bit lighter on his feet. Um, that really brilliant 90 against South Africa. Yes. You're going, wow, that's a quality attack. Mm. He, he looked back to the old lead-footed Mitchell Marsh. Um, he needs, they they need to look, he's by, played 30 tests now. Um, he has to have time for Sheffield Shield cricket, like prolonged, and has to make hundreds and hundreds yeah. of runs. Well, I think he should also go over in April and May and test himself out in England for the next couple of seasons. I think he was keen, wasn't he? But he got injured. Yeah, well, that's when it's tough. Not you know, don't worry about when it's uh, flat. It's more when it's tough. Learn how to learn how to bat and make some runs when it's tough. I mean that that dismissal against Jadeja in the second innings in Melbourne with just a just a gentle orthodox yeah. left arm spinner with no spin and he's just smoked at the cover. I mean, what sort of top six batsman does that? It do- actually it doesn't. It's a number eight or nine. Yep. So that's why he's out of the team. Yeah, prolonged out. Um, but he's young enough to come back. Yeah. Sean Marsh yeah. is in trouble. I want to be, I want to try and be really positive about Sean Marsh, but I, I think the frustrations have just got to everyone. Um, you know, we all talk about, yeah, uh, once he gets to 30, well, you know what? Batting at number five for Australia or four for Australia, you got to get there a lot more often than yeah. what you are. So for me, I, I, I think you'll get just the same result out of putting Glenn Maxwell at number four for Australia. And you'll get the same frustrations. So for me, Sean, unfortunately, you've, you, if he hadn't, hadn't he got picked this one day series as well prior, yep. I think this was his There's time. Yeah. But, um, he's still got some white ball cricket in him. And then last one for me, uh, Umesh Adav come in and, and geez, he was flat, wasn't he? Um, he'd come off a 10 wicket haul against the West yeah. Indies. Um, he was bowling. For me, he looked like a guy. I didn't see the highlights of that West Indies test. I'm assuming they were going reverse swing. You know mm. how he bowls it quite well, but yeah. you've got a lo- you have a lower, more slingy action for reverse. Yeah. So he come into this that test match and he was still low for a reverse swinging release. Yeah. Well, I'd like to have seen how Boovy Kumar actually. Bowled well, that, that selection pitch. probably kept Australia in that test match. Actually. Yeah. I think you're right. If they had to pick Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, 
I'm not sure Shrey would have been on but, the you know, right that side of that result. When they bowled really badly. Yeah. Well, there's none for 100, full. wasn't it? He would have bowled full and nipped it around. Um, and that's where I reckon, too, like going back to the lobster, I think they got their selections right after that, didn't they? Didn't they? they what? 8, 9, 10, 11 were, were embarrassing. Yeah. India's, weren't they? The way, Once the number eight starts backing away, yeah. that gives a licence for 9, 10, 11 to do that. Yeah. Um, so they bring Jadeja in, also to bat eight. Mm. Um, and he got wickets. Yeah. And then the cool deep selection was perfect. Oh, it was a fantastic it? selection. It was a courageous selection as well. You know, they could have just stuck with Ishan Sharma, who'd done a good job. But no, full faith, the captain says, nah, good, good trust in this guy to deliver, and he did deliver in spades. So what are we doing? Sri Lankan Test Series, who's coming in then? So Sean Marsh definitely out. Um, well, who knows? Yeah, Labashane selectors... batted well at three. I yeah, mean, but I think he should go down to number six. Oh, definitely. So give the youngster, if you think he's got some talent, some form, put him in number oh, six. Oh, he gets another game after that. Do is. what they did with Ponting. Start behind the legends, and then you'll make yourself a legend in time. Lubbershane, come in, mate, when it's four for 220. Get yourself to 40 or 50 before the second new ball, and that's how you start your career. Yep. This is the problem because we were hiding Sean Marsh and these guys in the middle order that Lubbershane had to do that role. They should have been right. put in the deep end and go, sink or swim, boys. Stand up. That's what you're here to do. So, um, so who can look in? good? Would you go, would you go a Joe Burns Renshaw opening, drop Kawaja down to three, or would you, would, do you want to go a Maxwell, um, Matty Wade? Do they go runs, Sheffield Shield runs? Well, it's hard to select now, isn't it? Because we've gone into T20 mode. And this is another debate I was having with Andy Murray on the plane about all the guys that are in big bash teams. What are they doing now? They're just running drinks out. They could be actually pushing for selection. They could possibly up be up at the centre of excellence playing games. Just second 11 games. Just play second 11 games right now. Um, this is the byproduct. I think there'll be a change. There's got to be a change. Yeah. They, you know, well, that principles that were worked in seven or eight years ago yeah. aren't relevant. Seven or eight years ago, we were you know dominating. Mm. Um, and, and we know it's like, you know, well, I think Marcus whoever takes... Stoinis might be a chance yeah. of BBL form if they want a bowler. Well, for me, I'm six. sort of thinking, you know, the two openers, Harris and one of Burns or Renshaw, yep. Usman Kawaja at three. Um, I don't even mind Joe Burns slipping into the middle order if he's good enough. He started in the middle um, order. Yeah, there has to be, and, you know, I still think Travis Head is quite capable yep. once he gets that going. I'd like to see Lubber Shane there and also like to see Maxwell there. Okay, that's it. Um, and what about for the – I'll be interested to see whether a, a, a different quick might play too, depending on – Yeah, well, it's an interesting I, debate. We don't know, but how they're going. Yeah. Um, oh, the other person I wanted to throw in there, sorry, before we got there, is Moses on Ricks. Yep. So, you know, he struggled in Sri Lanka only because he was in a bad space. So he'd represented his country before that. He looks to be in a great space now. He got a couple hundreds in the ship which shield. Now he's playing well in 2020. That might be some leadership you're looking for as well. Oh, no, he's certainly um, been a leader. Okay, that's the wrap of the series. What about BBL, baby? And the Hurricanes finally lost a game. Yes. they've been looking amazing, haven't they? Well, we are moving to BBL, and I reckon you were going to talk about the quicks. Are we going to see any other quicks in that series? Um, our quicks are resting through this one-day series. I don't know how you feel about that. Why are we looking too far forward to the Ashes? Why don't we just try and win some games of cricket now? Well, um, or is Stark, Hazelwood and Cummings not on our best one-day side? 
while Cummins definitely is. Um, Stark swinging the ball, he definitely is. But it's interesting, isn't it? We're, st- we're still into workloads and resting, okay? You know, Boomer and um, Rabada, they, they just bowl. No, they just play. Boomer will play these one day. So I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought we've just had eight to nine months off as a cricket group. And I'm not sure how you rest after uh, 20 days work. So that, that's just the way I see it. I would have thought we haven't won a series one day or a test for a long time. Yeah. Let's get back on winning. Let's, yep. Who gives a crap who you pick? Let's pick our best side to start winning. If we look into eight months down the track now, we're not getting past Sri Lanka in these two tests. I don't know what their philosophy is um, behind the rest. No, I don't, I don't get know. it either. They're resting to go, oh, we, they've got to be right for the Ashes or they've got to be right for the World mm. Cup. Um, I think there's... Yeah, so here's something for you, then. Are they in the in the best eleven? Those three. Um, well, if they're not, then some, they're dropped. Yeah. So then you can't. So to clear it up for no, our listeners, not. I don't think they have been dropped though. Okay, so if you rested, you actually get paid your match payment. Yeah. So Stark, Hazelwood, and Cummings sit at home, and they get paid their. I think it's around eight thousand dollars per one day match. Oh, geez, that's nice to sit at home and watch it on TV. They will bowl sometime in the. In that period, yep. they have to, right? So either well, you're not playing, why then don't you come and play Big Bash, bowl your four overs, come back into that? So we are big fans of just playing cricket, right? Yeah. I don't think rest does you any good no, at all. I, but I, and also, we don't know, but, you know, there is some uh, technical issues with Hazelwood. Actually, all three of them, as I said, with Paddy. He's not going to change that in a couple of weeks off, but I, I, I'm worried about where he are, his arm paths are going yeah. and his ability to swing the ball going forward. Mm-hmm. Hazelwood, you know, talked about his issues. Stark, he's a bit the same. He's not consistently getting that in-swing. No, he's And not. he's sort of weird, Hodgie. I only just started thinking about through the test match. You know, when you, you face left-handers, yeah. you're generally worried about nicking behind. You know, they've just got that natural angle across you. Mm. And the criticism we have of lefties sometimes, yeah, but he doesn't have an in-swinger. It's also like, like Starkey, because he's always trying to swing it in. And, and if it's not, he doesn't actually get that left hand angle across. I thought it was just a change of finger position on you. I thought it's a skill. So I was, as a right hand batsman, never troubled to a left armour if the ball can't swing in and hit the pads yeah. or stumps. I didn't feel I was going to get out. I thought you could just bat it off stump. If you knew the ball wasn't coming back out, how do you get out? Yeah. You just don't play a cover drive, the old Leth Dillman. Don't throw me a cover drive. So the only person who can get you out was someone like Mitchell Johnson who yeah. had some serious firepower and, and catch you on the gloves or catch you off guard. But I think it's still – but if you have got that one that comes in, you still want to be able to just naturally angle across too because you're, you're taking him across the crease. Oh, I've got my in-swinger there. But just watching him, I just go, they're not really worried about getting caught on the outside edge here. So I watched Berendorf the other night. So yeah. Berendorf actually ran in with his fingers across the seam on a different manner yeah. for the one that goes across. So he didn't want it to swing back in. So it wasn't a technical thing. It was just a change well, of that, that's finger a position out, on the, the three testies do. They, they bowl yeah. cross seam and, and, and angle at three-quarters seam. Yeah. But my criticism was they didn't bring in like the Yorker Mm. Uh, slower balls, cutters. So they're always hoping that the seam will look after them there. But that ball from Berendorf, that yeah, that's pretty good. It's a great ball. Yeah, it's it's one of them things. It's He's an in interesting the one day debate, really. team as well. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that. More well, could he be in there on merit? So that's what I'm saying. We're resting well, you, these you guys know. now. Yeah. How can we pencil them in for a World Cup right now when we actually don't know their performances? Well, we were part of, you know, the, 
the resting policy even when I was playing yeah. the last few years. Mm. But when it got to finals, you just go, well, am I going to get picked here? Yeah. Um, am I rested or am I just legitimately 12th man? They generally say you're rested. Yeah. But then I'm going, well, how do I? I want to play the finals though. Yeah. So I actually <laughs> I prefer to play every game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah. on that, the preference, it'll be interesting to see the methodology going would these th- would these three play? They're the only nation that rests, aren't we? So would these three play? If you said, "Boys, sorry, you're not getting S and C. There's no S and C, so there's yeah. no uh, physical aspect to it." Which I don't want to take away from that aspect because it's very important. Those guys that do that work physically and stuff and monitor their bodies. But if that was taken away, and also you said, "Oh, and also you're not getting your match payments for these games," I've got no doubt they'd play. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They probably make enough money that the financial side isn't as significant. Yeah. Um, more than, but also this is all they've ever known. They've come into a system that rests and rotates. Mm. You know, is it time to actually, as I said with Boomer and Rabada, they, they just play. And it, and to be honest, what's happening too, um, we don't have a little bit of an attrition rate because they all rest and that, before they get injured, well, what's wrong, say, if um, winning a test match, you know, one of the bowlers just gets a bit of a hamstring. Yeah. He wins the test for you. He won't play the next one. It actually creates an opportunity for another quick. Yeah. So and we get to look at, say, say you know, they looked a bit jaded in Sydney. Let's Tremaine. Go, let's go Tremaine or Jai Rich. We need pace. It's their first test. They would have been leaping out of their skin. Would have been awesome. So we don't, we don't know. We just think we've got really good fast bowling depth, but we don't know that. Do Our we? bowling stocks at the moment are fantastic. Sitting on the bench, we've got Coulter, Noel, Berendorf, Joe Richardson, Tremaine. Proven at test level, are they? Well, they never get a chance yeah. because we rest, but we're resting guys who actually didn't perform that well. I, I don't get that. So I think this is. So is this like as a batsman? Oh, I just rested this one against India because you weren't going that well. Yeah. Come back when we face the West Indies, you can average 70 and you'll be fine. Uh, yes. Okay. No worries. <laughs> so, so we're going to go to the Gabba. They're going to play against the Sri Lanka on, it's going to swing. It's going to seem, it's going to be bowler friendly and they'll so get plenty of wickets. Are you suggesting all these little theories we've come up with and we don't necessarily know the answers? Pat Howard's role needs to be filled. Oh, quick as possible. Do we go to Kevin Roberts, the CEO of Cricket Australia, go, mate, we'll look after the interview process and we'll record it as a bowlology report because if the Paddy Howard new bloke can't answer these questions, we want to know mm. what his philosophy is going to be going forward. This new man or yeah. lady who comes in yeah. might say, no, nah, that's all gone now. Well, can Belinda Clark pull any moves right now? Because right now, if I was high-performance manager, I'd be kicking ass left, right and centre. Yeah, I think Belinda, who I think would be pretty good if she wanted that role, yeah. is only uh, interim, it's interim, and she's happy to stick. But if you're interim, can game. you make any moves? Um, I, I think you could, but um, I don't know if you could do long-term yeah. roles because you're still waiting for the mm. person that comes in to actually do that. But what, well, what, what that do they want from selectors? Are no, they going to? Are the selectors too? Well, the old? selectors have lost a plot. Um, do they? Um, they've been there long enough. You need fresh blood. Does does the coach have more onus? Do we need only two? Um, you know, do we need five? Yeah. You know, what is the – these are a lot of the questions, but the longer this person's not in appointment, we're not getting these answered. 
are we? Well, I think when there's complete confusion amongst uh, some super legend cricketers, most times behind the scenes in the media box and also the public, you know that well, more something's going on. Players. Yeah. The, the players. players don't know what's going on. BBL. Yeah, real cricket. Let's so um, we're doing a game tonight, though. But the teams that are hot, um, Hurricanes, Sixers, yeah. definitely the, the, the Stars, Strikers, Thunder, Renegades even, are, you know, mm. around there. He yeah. haven't actually played that many games. But the big surprise is Perth Scorchers, isn't it? Yeah, they just haven't seemed to have got their recipe right so far. You know, I mean, that's where the, the Marsh-Klinger combination of pass has been so important. I mean, that's where... Sean Marsh has been dominant along with Michael Klinger and, and they've changed it up a little bit too there. Uh, they just don't seem to have the the right recipe. Also, the change of venue might be actually affecting the Perth Scorchers going from the furnace, the real furnace, the Wacker, where they've known conditions so well, going to a different venue. That might hurt them, but they've still got a great pace They've been battery. up for so long, haven't yeah. they? But I think selections, you know, playing Kadir ahead of Jai Richardson at Marvel Stadium... Like, they didn't score many runs, but no. I have a feeling if Richardson bowled that night, the Renegades' batting's been wobbly. Oh. They, they probably would have won that game. Well, I know who I'd rather face. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. And that's the, that's the ridiculous thing about this, this competition sometimes, is that John Richardson just opened the bowling for his country in T20 and not, not four months ago. And doesn't get a game. Yeah, he's been rotated out of Shield games too. Come and play for Renegades, son. We'll have you. That, Actually, that not allowed. It's the Hotel California over there, isn't it? You can check in, but you can't, <laughs> you can't get out. <laughs> so, yeah, but still, probably for the Scorchers, you know, I really like um, Turner as a player. Oh, I'm a huge uh, fan I of Ashton hope Turner. I his body holds up. up you know right what? There. I just hope that the selectors, when they do pick their T20 side, pick certain players for certain roles. And I think Ashton Turner is a 5, 6, and 7 for Australia in that finishing role. We always pick 15 openers because they're the leading run scorers in the competition. And they're going to come at 6 and score yeah. 30 and off you know, 10. Chad, come Turner, and face, yeah. Christian, those type of players. Um, the other one, even uh, no-name, uh, not a no-name, but hasn't played for Australia, Simon Malenko. Malenko. For, for yeah. Hurricanes. Yeah. He, he's sort of got to come in, first of all, hit 6. Jordan Silk. Yeah, the, the problem is, is that what selectors don't realise is when we go and play other other teams, you're not facing quick bowlers. When you come in in the 14th, 15th, and 16th, you're facing Burn. Rashid Khan, you're facing Mujib, you're facing Nabi, you're facing another one. But that's what you've got to pick players who can come in straight yeah. away. Ashwin, Jadeja, well, that's what they've said for this one That's why Short and Lynn aren't playing, and Hanscom and maybe Kawaja because they play spin better. And their feeling is going into this World Cup, they're going, half the overs will be spin. Is I that can't. I can't. A, is that putting uh, a spin on the spin? I can't. We'll, right, we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. Um, so the hurricanes are flying, aren't they? Yeah, they're flying. They look Bailey like they've Short, got a... Wade, McDermott. Yes, some of the sixes he hits. He's so powerful. So powerful. Then you have got Malenko. I, I like that. The bowling's probably not as good, but it's handy enough. Well, you know what I like about this young uh, Meredith. Pace. They've only got one Archer. overseas player in this lineup. Yeah. So they're, they're performing particularly well. I think that's a credit to. Uh, well, to Tim Payne, George, I mean, sorry, Tim Payne, uh, Matty Wade, George Bailey as well, who seem to be, yeah, they've just got some good experience and good mix down there. Uh, what about the Sixers? Sixers have been in, very impressive, actually, it's particularly the middle order, Hughes, Henriques and Jordan Silk, who seems to be finding that number five role very, very well and being able to adapt. 
in tough conditions coming in three for yeah. thirty, but also you know putting some icing on the cake down there. How are the Scorchers feeling when they see Josh Phillippe go out to bat and like absolutely smash them everywhere? He's got a strike rate of well, sixty-four. Well, again, he's one that's actually escaped and got an opportunity to play somewhere else. So well done, Josh Phillippe, and well done, Darcy Short, because he's another one which is gone. And that's about and it. That's it. No one else is allowed to leave. Um, but. Really good. Also, Tom Curran, I think, has been outstanding for the Sixers. He's... T20 personified. He's just excelled more than my expectations ever thought, to be yeah. honest. Uh, I love the way he's, but he's right passionate. up there with... Ah, you get him. someone who wants it. He yeah. wants the ball. He wants to hit the six to win the game. Very happy there. And then Denley's only had the one good knock, got me out of the match, um, and he'll be leaving. But you know that Denley and Ingram for the strikers, they're just good... Pros, mm, very they? good. They're when very when good. they get when it's their day to shine, yeah. they generally get you home. They'll win you three games, four yeah. games. Their fieldings, well, Denley's fieldings, amazing. But then with they give you leadership. I think you know they're not massive overseas names, but no. they they win tournaments. Well, it's very hard actually to come in and be an overseas player. You don't know how the whole list plays. You've never played with them before. So, you know, he's he's walking out with two different players he's opened the batting with. He's opened the batting with uh, young uh, Henry, was it? I think um, in the first couple. Oh, I'm not sure. And then he's opened the batting with now uh, uh, Avendano. So two yeah, players, he has a bit of a crack. So two players he's never ever met before in his life. Uh, you know, go out there and be the superstar that you are. But really, you've just got to play to your strengths and play within your boundaries. And uh, oh, they love. I them. think they're used to that now. They're playing that many different T20 yeah. teams. You know the method. I, I, no doubt that I reckon they'll be talking to them. Uh, the stars are going okay. They didn't play their first three games at home. Yeah. Um, they're going to be hit by the one day team though. Uh, but I'm hearing Nick Maddinson might be fit, so that might give him some relief because you take Stoinis and Maxwell and that out of the team, it, it's a big chunk of um, explosive hitting. Yeah, Maddinson is a very important player. Uh, I spoke to him about his arm just last week. He asked me that how long did you come back quickly mm. after, and I said, look, oh, I think it was about 10 days, which was probably about five Not days too, much, too yeah. short. But I said, look, I'm tough, mate, you know, so you're, you're a bit different. So he'll be another three <laughs> weeks. How'd he tell you that? He's <laughs> he got tats. Yeah, he's got tats. He makes him tougher than me, you're right. Um, he'll be, he'll be, uh, back a welcome return. What I, what I don't like, unfortunately, is that we've, we've lost Lama Shane back to the Sandeep. Bangladesh Premier League. You know, that's, that doesn't sit well with me. Um, cause he was an excitement machine. He was fantastic. And the, you know, the oh. crowd involvement was great. What are all the, um, Nepalese fans yeah. that follow come, him around? Come yeah. back, please, buddy. We love you. Well, I think he comes back for the last stars game okay. and then potentially finals. Right. A little bit different, isn't he? Like he's not quite as quick, um, into the pitch like, um, you know, Rashid Khan and mm. Shadab. Khan last year um, up up at the heat, so he, he's happy to yeah he's happy to roll the dice a little bit. Well, they need uh, they need to get something out of Ben Dunk, don't they? They need him firing at the top. He's oh he's, yeah, it's a continued I issue. Think he's still got three years left too. He got four, I reckon. So look, he's a continued issue there. How he's he's needs to fire at the top, and maybe Madison will help him a little bit. Uh, just get a. Good partnership there, but Sebastian Gotches also can keep so. doing pretty well. The bowlers um, are okay too. Yeah, and what Bowling, I love, I think Beer will come back in. Jackson Coleman was very good actually yep. against Sixers. Bowled the wide channel, bowled some off-speed pace, so they look pretty good actually. 
Um, Renegades. So the wicket there has been um, carp. Yes. We'd give that oh, a carp. It's been worse than that. It's been more like dog shit, actually, but that's okay. But um, obviously, winning the last game, Christian and, and Narby are pretty dangerous in that, that middle order there. Yep. Probably probably the, the brightest um, thing for me has been Sam Harper, who we've known for years. You know, I think it was him and Lukey Doran were the yeah. best under 19 players and really couldn't get going. But w- one thing he's got, he's always had a little bit of lapping and innovative, but he's actually increased his power as he well. He has, he has. And he, look, and he only came in off uh, back of injuries. Yeah. And got an opportunity myself and uh, Ronnie McDonald were down at the new Oval in by Morris, the Melbourne Career Club, were playing against the Geelong. And Sammy Harper towered up Jake Reed, who's got good ball speed, sort yeah. of 145. And you know, that was enough for Ronnie. Thought, yep, that's good. Well, and the other thing was, 144 too, so. yeah. So he's playing a great role, coming That's, in at number three, opening the batting, and he's just been aggressive and quite important too. Like with Tim Ludeman going to open, take mm. the gloves, and and Lude's missed out in the first few games. Yeah. Well, all right, we've got a we've got a solution. Yeah, well, that was a keeper. Yeah, it was a tough one for Ludeman, yeah. but a good conundrum for for Andrew McDonald to have, and not a bad bowling lineup. Either is it like uh, Richardson and Wildermuth, DC, Muhammad Nabi? Uh, probably hasn't been. I think they're on to Nabi. He's not getting away with um, just bowling in the power play. Like they know yeah. it's coming now. Um, well, it's more his ball worried. speeds, actually. So here's some good coaching, actually. So we talked to Andrew McDonald about this, and I said, mate, he just doesn't look to be as effective. And he said he's actually 10 kilometres slower on his ball speed no, than no, he no. was in previous years. So they talked to him about it, and he was more effective last game, last night. So, I wonder why he slowed down because if you're just an arm ball, yeah. basically, you want to actually – it's like you're like a medium pace outswinger. Yeah, well, Jake Weatherall absolutely pumped him at a, at, a, at a wicket in Geelong which should have suited him and he absolutely mauled him to death. Yeah, I, I think Weatherall would be one that you wouldn't necessarily bowl him to because mm. he's so strong, square of the wicket. Very strong, um, very strong. Uh, for the Thunder, they're going to lose some excitement with Butler going. Joe Root hasn't got going at all, but um, they're sitting pretty well. Um, Watson hasn't fired. They've just done enough to, to mm. win. So yeah. Sanger, probably that only that one innings, but that was amazing. But probably um, Sam's has been the real oh. surprise packet with bat and ball. I never knew he could bat that well. I knew I actually thought he was always good with the ball. And his God, first... he's a hard hitter of the ball. Huge. I like that. Keep going, man. Get up the top. Um, we know Chris Green does it. Every time he, he's a sort of underrated T Twenty player. Can he not he? be considered for our T Twenty side? For Australia, why not? He, he bowls in all three in all three slogs phases of the game. Slots him field. good in the field, and he's a good looking rooster. We need to promote that on the circuit. Okay, so we'll get that on Twitter. Yeah, we want Greening into the T Twenty yeah. team. Yeah, um, who haven't we spoken about? Oh, the Strikers, the reigning champs. Yeah, and and the Heat. So the Heat haven't played many. Um, the Strikers are still they're a good team in striking distance. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. I mean, I, I think they missed Ben Lachlan the other night. But any team with Rashid Khan in it, it's you're a gun team. So when you're you're speaking on the on the TV the other night to Colin Ingram, and he was saying, you know, whenever you've got that trump card off your sleeve, it's just great to be able to inject him at any time. But uh, he's uh, that's just still still a good team. They'll be hurt by these selections as well with Stanlake out. Carey as well. So how they're going to uh, how they're going to fill that void is a real tough one because he's a gun. So that's some that'll be some uh, challenges there, and be interesting to see how they go. Well, in the underrated eleven, John O'Wells has to be in it. Oh, he's good. John he's O'Wells good. is yeah. So he's he's a bit. You know how we're saying we mentioned those power hitters at six and mm. seven. 
Um, you know, he can hit sixes, but it, but he's so busy. He's so busy. Well, he's filled that he? void of uh, Ross going to the Heat. And Sweepologist. And it's unfortunate for him is he can't get a game. Yeah, so he might have to shift back there. Uh, but what I love about um, uh, Wellesley is he just he stays within his, his bubble, his, his, his limitations. He knows what he can do. And he's busy. If he knows he needs to play a running game, he'll get the running and game. I think you need to have someone with him mm. who runs well between yeah. the wickets as well because um, – I suppose in the step up eleven, I would have um, obviously Jakey Lehman, who yeah. is such a natural stroke player in four day cricket. Um, we all remember the six to win the game. Mm. His T Twenty cricket is awful. Oh, record's been awful. I just think it's his scoring zones. He's so much dominant in certain areas in four day cricket that he's not a three sixty player yet. He can potentially become that. He's young enough, yeah. But I think he's very much a square wicket player, so he's cutting off pretty much all of everything in front of the wicket. So once he learns how to do that, that'll be that'll be different for him. And um, the Brizzy Heat only played four games. Mm, Yeah. Um, Obviously, Lynn's going well. Cutting um, Baza. Baza needs runs. Um, Maxi Bryant. How what is that? He hit the Imagine ball. playing like that every game. That'd be awesome. What's that? Well, you just, first ball, you just hit it into the stand of the second tier. Yeah, it's amazing. He did it in the JLT as well. He did. A lot of these kids are straight out of their 19s. Mm. Yeah, I like this guy. Wow. Um, and, and they look pretty good, actually. Mujib's a good inclusion there and done well on, the, on you know, still a whack a wicket to be able to get two for 10 or whatever it was. It was incredible. They need to get Baz firing. Once Baz gets up yep. and running, they'll be fine. Um, Jeep. Mujib, yeah, I mean, they're, they're happy with uh, Chris Lynn, probably non-selection. Uh, he's been on fire, actually. Some of those shots he hits, Chris, for 100 metres, is yep. undescribable as a as a batsman. It's just something of a joy to watch. Hey, mate, so that's the BBL. Now, we get into this segment, and it's been a real concern <laughs> uh, for celebrities around the world. Yeah. It's, it's the Bradley Hodge Social Media Self-Promoter Award. And I reckon some big names might be getting a mention. There is a lot of big names. This is a big show, actually. So there's um, a lot going on here uh, today. So they need to be. They've been very active, actually, around Test series time, which it's surprising. And I'm going to start off with um, with B- BBL. So we've just come off BBL. So Adelaide's own. Well, he's actually living in Noosa, but Adelaide Strikers own Ben Lachlan. So RS, he's a fan of the show. Yeah, so he's on the RSN. He's always potting you and me. Breakfast and club. What? Yeah, so he's you know join the summer breakfast boys for fresh you know the strikers blah blah blah. Anyway, you know he's retweeted and put good fun this morning. Have a listen, uh, Benny. Benny. So I thought that Could was. He have done that if he wasn't on the show. No chance. See, he doesn't even listen no, to radio. Fine, I know that. Um, this this one I particularly enjoyed. And that's the former captain of Australia, Sneaky Steve Waugh. It's brilliant. Tugger. Tugger's out there. Dinner with one of the superstars of Indian cricket at rashwin99. Hashtag cricket coaching, hashtag leadership, hashtag mentoring, hashtag respect. Oh, hashtag. No one sees you for 10 months of the year, Steve. Hashtag 10 votes. Yeah, 100%. Steve. So he's got him shaking his hand with our Ashwin oh, there. Man. So I'm not sure what Tugger's up to there. Uh, Macquarie Sports Zone and uh, former coach of Australia. Does. And being dobbed in by Matthew Belch beautifully. Thanks. So thank you, Matthew, for doing that. 
One of Helix Partners, Maximum Energy is offering a free 5-kilowatt solar system valued at 7K. To enter, oh, like and wow. comment on their Facebook page. Visit facebook.com, Maximum Energy. Is that in a tweet from Darren, Darren Lehman? Lehman. Yep. He hasn't written that. He wouldn't even know what that means. No chance. So not taking responsibility of your own self-promotion, that's yep. eight votes. Yep. So Boof obviously had nothing to do during a boring period of... But that's just blatant. That's a bit boring. This one I particularly liked uh, on Instagram and uh, and Twitter as Brett Lee yeah. makes another He's welcome return. He's uh, a gun. A second ad for Google Home Hub. Proud that I'm wearing pants in this one. At Made by Google, hashtag Google Home Hub, hashtag sponsored. Oh, my. Brilliant, Binger. Uh, we I love that. Go, that has to be nine votes. But um, my worry is on Fox with um, – how does he go along with Google Gilly? Oh, he's taking all his stuff, isn't if he? That's, if he's Googling, where does Google Gilly sit there? I've no idea. I've no idea. Um, and another one who – it's great that he's back on board, actually, and that's Mitchell Johnson. Yeah. So, Mitchell Johnson, enjoying my coffee machine I got as my birthday gift from at Jessica Bradditch Johnson and trying some new coffee beans from at Stay Grounded Coffee Roasters. Thanks, guys. Great coffee and accessories too. Yeah. Jessica. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You've not even paid for any of that garbage. Thanks, Um, MJ. Five votes. Thanks, MJ. Well done. Good stuff. And he is up in the leaderboard. Uh, I think he's on board now. You know, I don't think he was totally aware what... We were doing no, with this social no, media. He wasn't sure. He's on, and I reckon he might try and win it. There he wasn't sure. Uh, Channel 7's own Asha, Akash Chopra. Yes. Uh, happy birthday, Pudgy. Uh, hashtag Capital Dev. Hashtag Legend. Hashtag Respect. Now, it's a photo of him and Capital Dev. Now, what I, what I want to point out the to Capital's our listeners. In India. Correct. So, I hate when people wish birthday. Uh, happy wishes, but get yourself into the... Not what? unless you're actually um, celebrating the birthday with the person. So he's not even there. He's at least 12,000 miles away from Capital Dead. We love him, but six votes. Yep. Uh, this one's a beauty, um, and that's Shane Watson. Yes. So Shane Watson's been been great lately on this social media. This segment is only as strong as Shane yeah. Watson's um, Instagram free. So he had an absolute blast today with the family at SeaWorld Oz. Uh, the highlight for the kids was at Nickelodeon AU Land. Uh, so well done. So what is I, he just doing that? That's a free, free of charge. Yeah, or? No, there's, there's no doubt. No, that's at seven votes. There's no doubt uh, Watson was there. Um, I've got another one. There's another one brewing. And this is Michael Vaughan. And he's just got a picture of some lights. How often do you stop and think about what is powering your light bulbs? Every second of light is costing you and the earth. However, if you swap to hashtag renewable energy, this will change. You can cut costs, lie, live more substantially and even make a profit. Intrigued? Head to our website and learn more. He's typed all that out. Yep, he has. It's at 1956 and this, what's he doing? That's well, just. I'm pretty sure renewable energy doesn't even exist in England. So uh, keep your hands That's off our products. Uh, and this is amazing. What a triumphant return to someone who lives yep. in our gospel leadership 
yes. self-promotion yes. awards, and that is the Great White Shark, he's Greg He's the Norman. reigning champ. And he's been absent, and I don't know what's happened to him. You did put out a little Christmas list of well, what you I want for conc- Christmas. You, want, you wanted Norma. Well, I was concerned originally Naked. about his health. Yeah. And I thought maybe he's sick. Yes. But on Instagram, he's proven that that's not the case. So he's uh, it's shown him it's called old school. Old school Norman with his clothes off again, which is with clothes shorts. off. Running up the stairs. I don't know where it is. And then there's the next one. Uh, made it. He's obviously doing a fake one of him climbing up some mountains. And then... Another one, deep in thought, we'll miss this place, hashtag special, hashtag cathartic or something like that, just with his rig um, out again. Yeah. Um, another one, uh, four years ago today, I trusted a bunch of rubber bands in Queenstown, hashtag New Zealand, hashtag attack life, so he's bungee jumping. So he's promoting something from four years ago. Years ago. So, Amazing. So uh, just takes but there's to one more. Don't stop there. Okay. The shark. We've got more. Great night with some incredible athletes and people at Brisbane Tennis at Rafa Nadal. Get well and good luck in Australian Open. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, good to be back, Shark. Him? Rafa wouldn't want him naked. No, nah, he's not he? because he probably – Rafa's got a better rig. This could be a record. I, I'm, I'm going to give him 15 votes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm going to give him 15 votes and he is right up there on the leaderboard. I mean, he was in fourth position before this. Um, no pup. So actually, Mitch Johnson mm. may be leading. Yep. Uh, Warney was quiet. Binger was fourth, but he's got votes. So it's interesting. The big names know that, you know, post Christmas, early New Year. Yes. If they're going to go on to win this social media self promoter award, they know they've got to get out there and they're not disappointing us. Well, I was surprised about the leader, actually, Michael Clark was more, he was more happy to give a lot of clapping awards to the Indian cricket side the, and get himself out there. That little emoji. Yes, that was of, it. He's a bit of the emoji. Yeah, thing. so that's unlike Michael, especially, you know, leading up the leaderboard there. Yeah, more but he's, about been, he's been working over in India. Ah. You get him back to Australia, mate. The, yeah, those the, calves are going to be getting a workload, a workload like they've never seen before, mm. and we'll be seeing it on his Instagram. Different person, but that's it for me. That's a social media self-promoter award. Um Hodgie, um, so we're looking forward to, we've got a little bit of bash coming up. Um, so, sorry, I'll put out a little poll. Um, do you want to see the DRS, after some of the debacles um, with the decisions, yeah. um, should the DRS be used in the BBL? Um, I only did it for two hours, 1,200 votes. Seventy-three percent. Yeah. Right. Okay. Bring cool. it in. Yeah. Why well, not? Are you a fan or not? Yeah. Why not? It's I want there. the right decision. It's generally done pretty quick. Yeah. So it's in. Yeah. Get it in. Okay. That's it. I uh, want to say once again, thanks for listening. Keep subscribing. Uh, getting a lot of listens on Spotify, not nice. just iTunes. Nice. Um, our German listeners are up. We got mm. seven this week, so we might do a German um, cricket. I actually met the German cricket captain once. Right. Uh, Adelaide. Um, someone said, hey, Flam, the German cricket captain wants to see you outside. What was going, Are you kidding me? And I walked out there and he was. What was his he name? He just wanted me to sign a shirt. Uh, Hans someone. <laughs> I'll follow that up. But thanks for listening. That's the Bowlology Report. We'll catch up next week. See you then.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.